Hi guys, I'm Alice. You're now listening to English on the Go. 英文一点通，在这里我们讨论时事、沟通、人脉、work-life balance 以及职场英文。We have talked about several ways to manage up in another episode. Today's episode will focus more on the ways to manage down. 之前我们分享了向下管理的方法，今天的单集要聚焦的是向下管理。Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you had trouble leading a team? If you're a leader of a team, your success depends mainly on how well you are able to develop positive relationships with your team members. Boss leaders will expect their team members' performance or the end result. While successful leaders not only think about delegating the job to the right person, but also how to help their team members grow and feel good about themselves. In order to effectively manage down, consider the following: first, be firm, straightforward, and fair. Some leaders make all the decisions on their own. They either end up burning out or getting a bad reputation. Years later, after their employees think of them, they remember them as tyrants. What's wrong with making all decisions for your team? Let me start with the helicopter parents. If you haven't heard about helicopter parents, maybe you can Google the term or just、uh, hear me out. Helicopter parents make every single solitary decision for their children because they want to protect them from any possible risk. They all mean good, of course.、Uh, there are the kind of managers who make most or all of the decisions for their team members. They are called helicopter managers. They tell people what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Of course, everything they do is for the good of the company. Let's put these managers or whatever you call them, leaders, side by side with the helicopter parents. Well, for helicopter parents, they often end up ruining their children's life by、uh, being overprotective and micromanaging, just like helicopter parents. Helicopter managers will ruin their team's creativity and drastically limit what the organization as a whole can achieve. If you don't let your employee figure out the problem themselves, how do they survive when you are not around? And it's almost impossible for you to always, to always be around. If you do so, you're killing your life gradually. It's suicidal. Nobody likes things going this way. To effectively manage down, Forbes provides some interesting measures for us. First, be firm, straightforward, and fair. So three keywords: firm, straightforward, and fair. Or expectations, especially for、uh, the entry-level employees working in the company after they their graduation. Working with the company is like sailing in. A strange, mysterious ocean. Okay, they cannot find a direction. You are the captain of the boat. So whatever business goal you got from the people from above, just point out 
the right direction for your sellers. Point to the direction to the lighthouse and create a safe environment in which they can work based on trust. Next, provide specific, timely, and constructive feedback. When you think of feedback, what do you think of? Your employees need to know what they are doing and its impact, as well as what needs to be changed and why. Working as a screw at the bottom of a company, they are scared of making a mistake. And what's scarier than making a mistake? Not knowing that you're making a mistake. It's a hundred times scarier than making a mistake. As the captain of a boat, you can gently or nicely tell your sailors that it's time for them to change. It's time for them to shift their attention from this one to another more important and the correct thing. Because you have more experience working in this company and you have more interpersonal knowledge. And most importantly, everything has to be transparent. Or partially transparent, as long as you can get their trust. Since you're working together on the same boat, everything you say, everything you do, should be based on trust. When your sailors know that you trust them, they can put more trust on you, on every information you give, on every effort you make. Once your sailors know you trust them, they're more likely to reciprocate by、uh, putting more trust on you. They will know that everything you do is for their good. They will trust on your words. They will trust on every information you give them. They will trust on your decisions. Next, remember to listen to your team members. Your opinion or direction is not the only one that counts. When you listen to your direct reports, you are likely to get some great ideas and insights, while also serving as a mentor. This is actually a very genuine piece of advice. I've heard the same by myself. Many business owners who can really and truly be open-minded to their employees, create a friendly environment, and keep the talents, young or senior talents, in their companies. Aside from the suggestions provided by Forbes here, I think that's one of the strong supporting advantages. Next. Is the、uh, acknowledge and the praise. You can easily inspire your team to do their best work by praising them, thanking them, and giving them credit for a job well done. Remember to make sure your thanks or praise relates to specific actions or results. This allows employees to better understand what you expect.
When you get a chance to give compliments to your team members who work 24 hours a day, seven days a week for you and for the company, don't be shy to acknowledge their accomplishment and give them praise. Praise them. Everyone likes to be respected, and the giving compliments or get recognition from the company, from the people above, or from the manager. Is one of the ways to get respect. Next, have an open door policy and a walk around the office. Be overt about your desire to connect with your employees. Tell them the kinds of things they should come to you about, and make sure you go to them. I remember there was a manager I worked with. She always says, "You can come to me at all times. I'm always waiting for you in my office. If you have any problem, just talk to me. I'll solve the problem with you, and together we can get it through. Don't worry too much." But what she actually did is turn her head away from the problem. The point is, when you decide to have an open door policy and walk around the office, you need to know you're making a promise. And once you make the promise, you have to keep the promise by saying yes. By actually walking away from the problem, a small problem became a big problem. She counted too much on her ability to talk herself out of problems, and that's because she lacks the ability to solve the problem. She was good at shifting、uh, her boss's attention from her problem to somebody else's problem, and when it comes to solving her team members' problems, she could do nothing. And eventually, her words didn't mean anything, both to her boss and to her employees. When you want your team members to look up to you, first you have to keep the promise you make, and then get their trust. Trust is like. Respect is earned, not given, not given out of nothing. And the next one is accept that mistakes happen. Goofs are inevitable. If they're made in attempt to grow or get better, make sure you work with employees to analyze, understand, and assess what went wrong. And the next, resist the urge to micromanage. Micromanage means、uh, taking care of every little. Things, every little details in your job. It says stop believing you're the only one who can do something right. Instead of trying to control, set expectations, uphold performance standards, and let your employees do their jobs, give them responsibility and、uh, autonomy while ensuring they know you are there if they need you. Based on trust, yes, I believe it. But you haven't built enough trust in your team, then you should go back to the previous points, like、um, have an open door policy and walk around the office, or、uh, remember to listen to your team members and communicate always. They are the three ways for you to build a trustworthy relationships with each. Single solitary member in your team. I would like to further discuss what's wrong with micromanaging. Okay, because it's a big issue in almost every company. You can find a boss who always micromanages his or her employees, like always in every company. But what's wrong with it? I would like to know what's wrong with taking care of each detail in the jobs that you assign your coworkers to do. Yeah, what's wrong with it? From your perspectives.
for almost everything has its two sides: the pros, the cons, the advantages, and the disadvantages. For me, I would like to know more about、uh, what's wrong with micromanagement. What's wrong with your boss taking care of the every details in your job that he or she assigned to you? What's good about micromanagement? What's bad about micromanagement? But I will save it for the future. Next time, I will talk about six meeting rules in a meeting. See you in my next episode. Bye.